Listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Merry Christmas, common fans. Don't worry, we recorded this several days before Christmas so we could be focused on our families and feasts on the big day. But we thought it would be fun to do a Christmas episode uh, for any common fans out there who might be hankering for just a little more of the Common Fan Podcast in 2023, which we know so many people are. Uh, Seriously, though, we are so thankful for all of you who have listened uh, this year and so excited to bring you much more in 2024. This will be the last episode of the year to close out 2023. Uh, We will be back with our regular cadence in January. So our goal is to bring you one to two episodes per week during the entire offseason. So we don't intend to slow down. We don't intend to, to alter. I mean, really the goal is two episodes a week, some weeks, you know, depending on schedules and guests and things like that, it may end up being only one, uh, but we're not going anywhere. And we already have some very exciting guests lined up for the new year. So we're excited about all of that, but first it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, guys. Yuletide. We look great. No. Common fans, you should watch, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel mm. and you should watch yes. this episode on YouTube. Geoff is in a Christmas sweater. I am wearing a Nebraska specific short-sleeved um Christmas sweater right. polo. And looking pretty ripped, T. Thank you. Yeah. I'm definitely not in the white room. I'm definitely not. Thank you though. Damn. Um what what's ripped is is this section right oh, here? Oh, that's just all beefcake. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the belly. The belly has expanded quite a bit this Christmas season. And then Matty O is in some sort of like uh, used car salesman jumpsuit, tracksuit. Uh, kind of look like um, Ben Stiller and his boys in the Royal Tenenbaums, if that's mm-hmm. the look you're yeah. going for, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and, and a Santa hat. So we're all festive. We're all decked out for the season. I, I love Christmas so much, guys. I don't know about you guys. Christmas is just the best time of year. Um, and we've got a, we've got a lot to cover today. For those of you common fans looking for our usual, that's a great treat. Okay. Yeah, we love it, Jeff. Yeah. It looks great. Did, Jeff. You, did you notice the pictures? I've yeah, got Buzz's some, girlfriend, Buzz's Wolf. Girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, is I that do Fuller? See yeah. Go easy yeah. on the Pepsi. Yeah, the wet the, bandits. The wet yeah. bandits. Little yeah. Nero's pizza over here. We got a lot nice. of nice. Love it. Nice. Little Home Alone. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you call that? I. Uh, I don't know. I lost it. I lost the term. Team? What, what What are you? 12? Team. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm not not sanctuary. I don't know. I forget it. Let's move on. Oh, homage. Um, homage. Yeah. Homage. Um. Anyway. Um. But we so we don't we got a little bit of Husker flavor uh, one of our topics here. It's mostly just holiday and Christmas focused. Uh, but we want to do something fun. We had so much fun doing the Thanksgiving episode, um, talking about Thanksgiving meals and and sort of other things related to the to the season. So we thought we'd do a Christmas episode. My hope my my hope is that most or my my expectation too. I don't think most common fans will probably listen to this on Christmas Day. Um, no. when they maybe see that there's never. a new episode but my hope is that like never know. that that week between christmas and new years 
you know, hopefully maybe, maybe uh, every common fan, you know, you get a lot of good time with the family, good time with the kids, but maybe you get a little time for yourself. Um, you're going out for a drive, you're running some errands, maybe going to the gym a few times, whatever it might be. Maybe you're saying, Hey, I'd love a little more common fan podcast. I'd love to check it out. And, and maybe folks will listen to this Christmas episode during the holiday season. That's the hope we then come January, we power into 2024. We sprint right into August and then we go ahead and, and the Huskers win the national championship in 2024. I think that's kind of the expectation for us. Mm, well, sure. Yeah. 100%. All right. So similar to, if you listen to our year end recap, we've done something similar here where we agreed upon various subject uh, matter uh, topic areas, whatever you want to call them, but we have not shared our answers with each other. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys came up with and to have sort of any sort of discussion and debate around these. So we're going to dive right in boys. Um, we're going to start off with something it's, it's standard, it's blocking and tackling. Uh, but I think it's also a lot of fun top five Christmas movies. So how I'd like to do this guys. I think we each, we each list our five, then we each list our four, then we, you know, and so on and so on. So we don't, we don't just each list our top five. We, we, we trade off. Uh, what, what, like what that. was that? Matt? What was that? What, what did I do? Did I do something? It felt like kind of like a, well, okay, maybe. Well, I know I was looking at my list and I did. I kind of just I didn't really. I have my definitely my number one, um, okay, okay. but then it was just kind of in no particular order. But I'll just go off, you know, bottom to you know, top to bottom. You know, you know in your heart. Yeah, you know in your heart. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number. Let's go number five. Uh, starting off, this is top five Christmas movies. Jeffrey, why don't you start us off? Top five. If we're, I didn't have mine numbered either, so. If Son I had to choose bitch, one, guys, he's, 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 he's throwing us curveballs here. It's all it's improvised. A, Don't worry, I'll take care who, of it. I said top five. Who doesn't make a list? One through five. That's what you do. That's I all mean, right. yeah. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't specify. Go ahead, Jeffrey. So if I had to put one that was number five, uh, I feel like this one gets swept under the or just goes under the radar and doesn't get the, the love it deserves. But uh Bill Murray in Scrooged, I think is a really, Scrooge. really good great pull holiday great classic pull. that. I mean, you've got Bill Murray in his prime, like late 80s, early 90s Bill Murray, you know, still young, dapper. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite is in that. I don't know if yeah. you folks are familiar with him. He plays a really funny role in that movie. And then it's just for those of you that maybe haven't seen it, it's just basically um, a Christmas carol. But for that time, a modern, more twist on it yeah. where Bill Murray is basically Ebenezer Scrooge and he runs, <laughs> I think, almost like a... Uh, I think a big time te television yeah. station, like almost similar to like an ABC or CBS. And he's just, uh, just a worthless asshole. Just a jerk. Yeah. But and, he used to be a good guy. Yeah. Now, let's yeah. just, we'll tag yeah. team this one, yeah. Jeff, because I had, yeah. I had Scrooge too. You did. Um, okay. Yeah. Good. So we'll go this. Yeah. Great. I mean, just a great one. I mean, you can't go wrong with Bill Murray mm -hmm. in, in anything. And uh, to, right. to basically be the, the Ebenezer Scrooge role, um fantastic and the the uh and i can't remember the actress's name from raiders of the lost ark and she's the mom in sandlot yeah um, um, cute um, gal john, john allen john allen is that who that is, is that her name i don't even karen know. allen karen allen there karen we go allen. sorry yep yeah yeah, yeah. as his love he's interest yep. um yeah. yeah it's just a good it's a good feel good one it's got some good funny moments i love the ending That's... too just like how they do the uh the sing-along the sing-along thing like they even it's, it's it's a good show i love that stuff put a little love in your heart that's a great poll guys i did not have that one on my list so for number five for me 
And this one's a little bit more of a tip of the hat to my children um, who love this one. Um, it's a newer one. You can find it on Netflix. Have you guys watched Christmas Chronicles? Oh, yeah. I have not. Yeah, it's a good. lot of fun. So Kurt Kurt Russell is Santa Claus. Yeah. Ah, okay. And, I know what you're talking about. Um, it's kind of this um this family, the 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 girl, the younger sister is a true believer in Santa. She's a sweetheart. The older brother's kind of going down the wrong path. He's making wrong choices. He's he's boosting cars in the parking lot with his buddy. And then um they end up mom's got to work on Christmas Eve. And so they end up together on Christmas Eve. And then, you know, they encounter Santa Claus and they have this big adventure with with Santa Claus. And then there's there's also like this fun cameo at the end with, you know, Kurt Russell's Mrs. Claus, who, who you know, everyone can probably guess. But anyway, super fun movie. Check it out on Netflix. Christmas Chronicles. I'm going to jump right yeah. into number four uh, yeah. for me. Um, some people might think this is home alone. Matty, I was trying to remember you and we might've gone to this together at eight years old. I'm not totally sure. I'm going to say home alone for me is number four. Yes. That's, that is very possible that we did see it together well, uh, with a, with a bigger group. I feel like, but yeah, um, I feel like we went to this together. Like, like, you know, um, I don't do math very well over 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what yeah. year that came out, but if it was early 90s, there's a real solid yeah. chance that that, I think that it happened. came out in like 89. I'm pretty sure two was like 1992, I think. We actually and I'm curious for it. So for me, I mean, the original for me still takes the cake. Yeah, um, I agree. Home Alone 2 is incur- uh, excuse me, entertaining. Um, my kids probably prefer two a little bit more, but for me, the original one's um, the best. Like I also sure. like bust a gut laughing watching Home Alone. Now. Yeah, oh sure. Forty one years yeah. old. Yeah, and it made it made my top five too. Um, yeah. It's just and, and you know the music and um, the cast is fantastic too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. Um, is it Catherine Catherine O'Hare or Catherine O'Hara? Is more recently fantastic in Shit's Creek. The woman from Shit's Creek, uh, exactly. Yeah. She exactly. is incredible, and in, in all the Christopher Guest movies, uh, Best in Show, and and all that, she's great in Beetlejuice. She's fantastic. Yeah. Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, great. Um, yeah, even it's just like fantastic. even like the cop eating the donut, that character actor that's in like a thousand movies, you know. We got a cameo from him for Ashley's uh sister for her birthday one year. Oh, so that God. guy, that's and, he did, yeah. and he he gets, I think, his number one request. I think is it's definitely not Home Alone, it's a different movie. I'm trying it escapes me right now, but it's this he, he gets the same request for the same cameo references, and we were the only ones that had him do the line from Home Alone where he's talking about like. Hyper online too, Rose. And like he did that actually. It was awesome. Seemed like a really down to earth guy too. He seemed really cool. So good. Yeah. So good. All right. Matteo, we'll flip it to you. What do you got for your number three? Um, this is one that's that's become a favorite more in more recent years. Um, same kind of thing. Unbelievable cast. Um, family dynamics in it are just fantastic. Family stone. Oof. uh for me Oof. is incredible i Don't mean get me. you get you get laughs in it you get the tearjerker moments um i'm a huge fan of this um i mean craig t nelson diane keaton i mean yeah, and their kids uh, luke, are like luke wilson, luke wilson. Rachel mcadams right? yes yeah. luke wilson's fantastic in it rachel mcadams is just a sweetheart and a total babe um <laughs> and then it's um um Dermot the, the sex in this, Dermot Oroni and Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 
if you haven't seen it, common fans, do yourself a favor. I oh, mean, it's, it's if you like your if you like your Christmas movies a little bit a little bit more of a uh, sentimental. It's, heavy, uh, with it's some heavier. Laughs, it's heavier. It's heavier. It can get heavier. Um, but I'm into that. You know, Christmas time. It's like you know, you time for me that I want to be absolutely thankful for all the things that I, all the people that I have in my life, and how blessed we are. Uh, Family Stone is absolutely great. I will. I'll be the first to admit. First time I saw it, I did cry. I cried. <laughs> I, I cry I every time um, during the movie. Damn there's, it. there's, there's some at least not misty eyes. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah not, not was wasn't on my list. I really like it. It's really well done. Um, maybe I'm a sad. It was a little. It's a little too heavy for me. I guess sometimes. Um, Matty, oh, I not. We don't have to go. We'll just talk about this later. But. Um, you compare on the Thanksgiving episode. You brought up Home for the Holidays. Yes, you compared it to Family Stone. So I watched that for the first time. I got to be honest, I'm not sold on Home for the Holidays. Uh, Family Stone is much better than well, Home for the It is. It <laughs> is. I will fully <laughs> agree. It's just, uh, but, with, but, but, the, the, you know, it was. I laughed out loud a few times, and it's heartfelt and compelling, and all those things. In defense of Home for the Holidays, there aren't that many Thanksgiving movies, so it's that's kind of that's part of it. Is is you know what you want to watch yeah. a Thanksgiving movie? There's not a lot to choose from. Yeah. All right, Jeffrey, what'd you have for number three? Uh, well, I mean, some of these are, God, they're close. You can only um, have five, Jeff. So there's only uh, three left. So pick one of them for number three. <laughs> All right, Christmas story. I'll go with Christmas story there. Boom. That's it, my number three, too. That's perfect. That's my number three. There's well. a reason yeah. that they do 24 hours of it on TNT and TBS. Do they still do that? Do they still yeah, do that? Absolutely. Like, okay. uh, that's, I think maybe that's why I like that movie so much is when I was younger, like, my parents would watch it and, like, I enjoyed it, like the Scott Farkas and the red rider bb gun that stuff was all fun and great but what i really like it as an adult now is it's just awesome background noise that is just constantly on <laughs> it really is so it's just on all the time i don't have to search television to find something to watch i just can it's easy on me i can confidently just say well i can just have christmas story in the background on all christmas eve and pretty much all of christmas day for me for me though um that's cheapened it a little bit, I think. Yeah. That it's on constantly. It, it didn't make my top five, guys. Interesting. Um, I like it. I like it, but I'm and this could be a hot take. I feel like Christmas story is just a tad overrated. A lot. Um, well, if I, I if I had an honor, if I had an honorable mention category, it, it is in there. Because it mm -hmm. is like you you have to have it on at some point. You're like, oh, right. Christmas story's on, let's just put it on. Because it's, yeah. it's good background, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I think but, there's you know, I there are good parts. I I like it, but it's not in my top five. It's interesting you say that. I think there's an element of nostalgia mm -hmm. for our our age group that for grew sure. up. It was all we all we all grew up watching it. I uh -huh. was thinking about this when I was making my list. I think my kids would be bored by it or not interested. Yeah, in mine don't. Mine have no. Right. Care, they don't care about yeah. it at all. And so I think there's yeah. an element of nostalgia there. That's a good so, point. It's on, it's on my list. Um, it's it sort of felt like I couldn't make a list without it. You know, yeah, kind of thing. I get that. But it's not. It's actually not like there's certain movies I have to watch during Christmas season, and that's not one of them. I will say that. I will say. Yeah. That. Um, I, okay, guys. I know people that don't like it too, though. Like my sister-in-law hates Christmas Story. Like that's one of her flaming hot takes, is she hates Christmas Story and she hates Billy Crystal for some reason too. I don't know why. That's for another mm. podcast. Uh, but... We should. We should come <laughs> back. Yeah. Crystal. I, don't... Billy Crystal. <laughs> I could. I. You know. I could... Those it's are the two things she dies on. Billy Christmas Billy is not Christmas someone you think of as inspiring a lot of hate, but whatever. Yeah, okay. she can't stand him anyway. All right, guys. Number two, I'll go ahead and take this one for me is Elf. Um, really? Yeah. Nice. And let me let me say about Elf. Um, 
when it first came out in about oh four two thousand about twenty years ago or so. Yeah. I went to it. I laughed. Um, and but I sort of for me it was like. I don't know if it's like, you know, you got to be out of baseball for five years before you can be in the Hall of Fame kind of thing. Like for me, it was like, right. we can't start. To, you know, not, this is not a classic. You, we can't. This is brand new. This is like, you know, what is it? Whatever. Yep. Over time, I have only become like be begun to like it more. Mm -hmm. And and also, I think also like watching it now through my children's eyes and seeing how yeah. much they, they enjoy it probably yeah. adds adds to the uh, to the heft for me. Did, you, did either of you have Elf on your list? I did no. not. And that was going to be one of the things I was going to talk about was that I, I don't dislike the movie, but I'm kind of with you what you were saying at first, TJ. Like, I just, I, because it was so new back then, I, I was of the same mindset. Like only these old school, I was kind of right. like an old man. Like only these old school movies, these are the true classics. I will not accept any of this new crap. Yeah. But once but like the family stone's a newer movie now and i love that one yeah um elf i i like it but it didn't make my top five just i don't know my kid and my kids love it too so we do watch it but it's not something yeah. that i'm gonna get bad out of shape about if we don't right watch during the christmas season like so it's in it's in my honorable mention it's a, it's definitely yeah. one that gets that gets some run during the mm -hmm. christmas season but yeah not not my top five but but i do enjoy it r.i.p okay. james con um all right sonny Corleone. what'd you what'd you guys have for number two christmas uh, vacation okay all right wait, wait, I, so that's that's on my list <laughs> <DJ Okay>. says, <laughs> huh so you huh. had you had that you had that number two yeah yeah i knew what tj i already knew like you knew that's, what I was that's his number was clearly his number one well obviously i mean ruined his number yeah. one in the, his well, face i just kind of i'm just kind of curious I th you think you know somebody uh, <laughs> you know i'm just kind of wondering what kind of sick bastard you really are yeah. um jeff okay i, I uh he's just okay. he's throw, totally thrown off he's just distraught right now i guess Gee. yeah i don't Oof. I, so Ooh, right, right, Jeff, Jeff, what do you have? What do you have? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah. And this is, it used to be like a really hot take. And now I feel like it's not as much anymore. Like this, this opinion used to I know what you're gonna really say. get what people riled up. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so I'm going to say that Die Hard is my second favorite Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. Um, it almost made my top five. Literally every year. Like I love it because now my wife is into it. And so nice. every Christmas Eve, she's like, all right, we'll do the family thing for a little bit. We'll hang out with friends. Let some of the kids open some presents and then we can do our other Christmas wrapping and watch Die Hard. Like she brings it up every awesome. year. And I'm like, yes. So yeah. every year on Christmas Eve, we have that locked and loaded and ready to go. I uh, love that. Of, that's that's super cool. I love. I that. think it's fun. It's like our tradition. I remember people used to argue about whether or not it's actually a Christmas movie or not. I feel like that's not really. I think it's slowly gained some traction. People are kind of into it now. So that reminds me too. It's getting hot in here. I got I got to take off this sweatshirt. I'm sorry. I'm oh. Sorry. Oh. Um, what, uh, oh, right. Jeff, he's, Jeff's he's taking off. His really all right. Well, Matt, you've lost all credibility, so I guess I'll go. I'll go next oh. for number one. No, just kidding. Come on, I love you. Um, I mean, number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Let's talk about it. For Let's me, get into it. Is Christmas Vacation like Christmas, it's fantastic? Christmas Vacation is the Christmas movie. Oh, uh, if if if. He's back. He's got a shirt that says for the for the people just listening and not on the YouTube. Now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. 
So it's Die Hard, hard reference. Yeah. Die Hard t-shirt. It's a little message that he sends to Hans uh, <laughs> that, that John McClane sends to Hans. Just to let him know. Let him know what's up. He's the, yeah, I, fly, he's, he's the fly in the ointment. The monkey in the <laughs> wrench. wrench. Pain in the ass. With that long sleeve t-shirt and the sweater, Jeff, I can see it. So, Jeff, um, you know, I, so I went ahead first uh, because I, you know, I, I can't imagine what Matt even has to say for his number mm-hmm. one. But I, I, you know, Christmas Vacation is my number one. It's yep. like if, if I was on a, you know, they, the, all that game, if you're on it, it was my number island, one as well. Yeah. If you're, on a, if you're on a desert island, you could pick three movies. It honestly might be in the list of like all movies that I might pick. I'm not joking. <laughs> like, I, like it's the perfect Christmas movie. And I don't even love every vacation movie. Like, mm-hmm. but like it's the perfect, va- it's the best vacation movie, in my opinion. It's the perfect Christmas movie. There's probably yeah. some nostalgia that goes with it. But oh, it's yeah. also just great. If you're seeing it for the first time, it's fantastic. It's like, so like funny. It's yeah. So great. I mean, Chevy Chase is brilliant. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Um, who plays Eddie? Um, come Randy on. Quaid. Randy, Randy Quaid. Yeah. Edward. Um, um, yeah, it is Edward. Um, and it's so uh, damn quotable. Yes. Just, yes. Every, there's there's you, so many. You forget. Like, we, um, actually, we had we had friends in uh, in Bend who had a Christmas vacation party last weekend. And mm-hmm. I mean, they they had it down to the T. They had the Marty Moose mugs for. They had eggnog and the and the the glasses for the mugs. Um, Beautiful. Everybody dressed up as different characters. It was really fun and mm-hmm. it was awesome. Um, but like you forget, like lines will just like you forget they're in your head. But then yeah. like some line from the movie will come out because it's so great and you've seen it a thousand times and whatever else. So, um, it's just fantastic. Um. You can't do any better than Christmas Vacation, Jeff. It's you my number one. To that? I mean, like I said, it's just so damn quotable too. Like and obscure quotes that people would still know. Like, I mean, I could go upstairs right now to my family and be like, "Yeah, come on, let's go, let's go find your sister." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like I would know exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. I wouldn't even have to like tell uh, them the Ju- movie. That's Julia Louis Dreyfus. That's another one. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Pre Seinfeld for her. Elaine. Yep. Was it Margot and what's it? Her Todd. Todd. Todd, Todd and Margot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Why so is the good. carpet so, all wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margot. There were there were multiple Todds and Margos at our Chris at our. Oh yeah, just like they had the silver tracksuit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of, oh one, my one, god! So one yeah. of them had the silver tracksuit. Well, no. So they had ordered the silver tracksuit on Amazon. They didn't show up on time, so they improvised and they still went and got gray sweatsuits and made silver tracksuits out of them, which I thought. Oh was really wow! Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's that effort. Neat. That's yeah, hardcore absolutely. dedication. Uh, so what's your problem, Matt? What's my problem? No, it's my yeah, number. Your, it means number two. I mean, it's number deal, two. Dude? That's pretty good. What's your deal, right? man? Yeah. What's your What's your number one? I what What could possibly be ahead of Christmas Vacation? Um, only the best Christmas movie of all time. It's a Wonderful Life, guys. I've never seen it. That was something I wanted to talk about. I've never even oh seen the movie. Oh my god! You played, never watched you, it. You, you played the. I mean, you played the Jimmy Stewart card. You might. Yeah, have, yeah, might, I did. You might have checkmated me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look. <laughs> Uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that it's not on my list. That's a, that's a, I mean, and, and for me, that's a a great one. Um, as a, as a father, even more so, you know, becoming a father changed this list for me. Um, because I think, you know, and, and again, I'm a sentimental Christmas guy. I cry every time I watch It's a Wonderful Life. Um, 
but there's something about being a dad at Christmas time that just something in that 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 movie really taps into it. You know, we all all us dads have moments where we're like, oh my god, this this couldn't get any worse. Blah blah blah. You're complaining about this. You're complaining about that. And that movie puts things really into perspective. Um, mm. It's yeah. just fantastic. Now, well said. I'm embarrassed. I, I have no explanation. I'm embarrassed that it's not on my in my top five. Um, I think what I would probably do is keep Christmas Vacation number one. Put put Chris uh, put It's a Wonderful Life number two. Take out Christmas. Go. Take out Christmas Chronicles. It's great and new, but newer one for the kids and knock everyone else down a peg. So, um, great poll there. Oh, mm. That's and now you have to watch it, Jeff. That's probably the only one that like I can't come up with an argument for why it should supplant Christmas Vacation. Like that's really that's a that's a good poll. It just it's based on it because I don't want. I will admit, like I love that movie. It's a fantastic Christmas movie. I do not sit. It's you always catch parts of it on TV during the yeah. Christmas like season. I know, like some yeah. of the key lines. Yeah, I don't. I don't make a point to sit and watch that one no. every Christmas season. Oh, I do. I do. And I, and I should do that. Yeah. Either, Looks either, bad. either, either the day before Christmas Eve or on Christmas Eve night. I will. I will put it on. We have. I think we have it on Prime. We purchased it on Prime a few years ago. Mm. Um, and we also have the Blu-ray, which I don't, I don't even use a Blu-ray player anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I have to watch it. I just have to. Yeah. Um, and Jeff, movie... it is not boring. It is not boring, Jeff. Jeff, you need to sit and watch it from start to finish. Um, I'm good. I mean, it's really, it's practically, it's practically, <laughs> Jeff, you're 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 a big old nerd. It's it's practically a sci-fi movie. I mean, what? it's is that it, time yeah. travel on it? No, well, not really time travel, but it's like, what if you never existed? And then it, it's showing you the whole alternate universe right. of what it would look like it's if black, you didn't exist. Black and white. Just move. I'm, I'm not watching it. Well, there's a colorized a version for you, you <laughs> snob. You can watch whichever one you want. You're gonna I, watch I just, it, Jeff. You're I, gonna watch uh, it. The one that I like the most is that SNL skit where they do like the alternate ending. <laughs> and that makes life. it even funny. That skit is, <laughs> yeah. is so funny. It makes it even better where they go to to beat the shit out of old Mr. Potter, and it's fantastic. Led by Dana Carvey. Yeah. 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 Boy, Mr. Potter, what's wrong with you? That's fantastic. That was my Jimmy Stewart. That was terrible. That was terrible. I actually, I thought that was pretty good. Actually, I thought that was pretty good. Well, thank you. Um, all right. Well, that that wraps up the Christmas movie conversation. Um, Jeff, just watch it. Just watch it one time. It's well. Then, worth it. then have you guys watched the Muppet Christmas Carol? Have you guys yeah. watched that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. course. Yeah. So I wanted to put that in my top five, but I didn't. But okay. If you guys would have said, if you guys would have said no to that, I would have been pissed off too. Like that's a great no, movie. No one stopped you. Moving on. Okay. Whatever. Top five, <laughs> top five Christmas songs. I want the song and the artist because, like, there's 417 versions of every Christmas song. Right. So, um, top five Christmas songs with the song and the artist. Um, I can't remember who started us off on the movie. So, Matteo, why don't you start us off on the songs? Um, all right, I'm going. Um, there's some traditional here, and there's some kind of, I guess, not necessarily modern, like. These are like some of these are 30, 40 years old now. Um, I'm going Merry Christmas, baby, by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Mm, uh, love it. It's it's fantastic. It gets me in the holiday spirit every time. Excellent. All right, Jeffrey, what do you got? And good choice, Matteo. Love it. Um, so run DMC with I don't even know how to say it. Is it Christmas in the Hollies or what is how Christmas in Hollis? Hollis, Hollis, Hollis Queens. Yeah. From uh, Die Hard. 
Matty yeah, knows. I'm diehard. Matty knows. I just that song sets the tone for the movie, and every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's Christmas time, baby. Like I, I love that song a ton. And you just don't. There's no other real rap songs that are Christmas songs. I mean, there's been some crap they've put out there recently, but that one actually, I feel like, is an actual good song, whether you like yeah. to admit it or not. It gets me in the holiday spirit for sure. So that'd be my number five on my list. I like that. Good. Yeah, very good. Very good, Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. I went with Oh Holy Night. Um, just kind of a, a staple. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Oh Holy Night. Matt's laughing at me for some reason. You like the little, you like the little drummer boy too? Just wait, Jeff. Just wait. Um, uh, I love a holy night. Like it, it like kind of moves. But me do you up. have an artist that that you like that version? I do. There's a lot of good versions. The one I picked is Celine Dion. Oh, okay. dear God! Dear wow. God. <laughs> I mean, how old is that song? When was that written? Like the 1700s or? Does it? Oh, okay. Because because <laughs> was Baby Jesus out of style in the 1700s, Jeff? <laughs> No, I just really wanted you to be like when Owens asked by who, like you were gonna you know, name some dude from like the seventeen. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say like the Mormon Tabernacle Yo, Choir, Johann Sebastian Bach. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sally Lud by Ludwig Ludwig von Beethoven. <laughs> All right, moving on, assholes. Um, I'll do a. I'll do my next one. Um, I, I can see we're gonna have different lists here. Number four for me, which for me this is a fun. It's a. It's a. Um, it's not. It, what do you call it? It's a. Uh, uh, I can't find the word I'm looking for, but it's a holiday. So it's not a Christmas song so much as like a holiday song. Um, okay. Let it snow by Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I do. You guys know Absolutely. the Sinatra version. Oh yeah, yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't agree more with you, TJ. I love that. Yeah, Jeff man. agrees. We gotta say, Matt, you got a problem, Matt? What's your problem? That's a no, great one. Wasn't there a uh, SNL skit where I think maybe it was Celebrity Jeopardy, and they said "Latits now"? <laughs> <laughs> was it Burt no, Reynolds or something? Probably. Okay, se secular was the word I was looking for. This is not not so much a not so much a Christmas song. That's <laughs> a holiday song that's fantastic matt jeff jeff is still laughing all right uh geoff what do you got for your number four uh and correct me i you might have to correct me on the pronunciation of the name but feliz navidad by oh. jose feliciano is what i got when i i didn't even know who sang it <laughs> it's feliciano <laughs> feliciano love that song it's just it's quirky it, it sounds cool it's fun it's happy and whenever it comes on like for some reason, my kids really like it. Like Parker thinks it's like the best song ever. And whatever it, I'll put like a shuffle on of Christmas music. Second, that song, that kid will ignore me all day on his tablet. But the second that that song, com song comes on, he walks right into the kitchen and just stands there and stares at the Alexa. Uh, <laughs> big fan. Yeah, it's a good one. My kids love that one too. And I good think call, on, do you guys, are you guys familiar with Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse? Like the TV show, not like his movies, but his actual TV show. Yes. Yeah, they, they did like a Christmas special. And I remember that that used to always stick with me because he would always say Feliz Nave Blah because he was he was talking to <laughs> was it Charo. Charo was on the show. <laughs> oh, sure. All right, Matty, what do you got for your number four? Uh, number four, I've got Wonderful Christmas Time by Sir Paul McCartney. 
Love it. Um, I know Classic. it's mm-hmm. some, you know, my, I don't, I don't know if Mrs. Owens really appreciates it as much, as much as I do, but I think it's fantastic. And I love Sir Paul McCartney. So I love, I love wonderful it. Christmas time. I, I, I love that song. I mean, honestly, my only complaint might be that it's overplayed. And so like, you know, you just, yeah. hear it, you know, but I, I, I absolutely love it. Um, all right. Number three, G off. What do you got for number three on your list? Uh, you guys are going to hate this, but I do Probably. like Mariah Carey. <laughs> I do like Mariah Carey. I think she puts out good, decent music and she everybody makes jokes about this is her time of year but all i want for christmas is you by her is that just screams christmas to me i love it hate away go ahead come on i'm ready there's a lot of people like that song jeff i don't want to get on the bad side of uh very popular you got a problem with yourself okay well i just thank you differ the look on (laughs) agree to disagree Agree to disagree. Yeah. Uh, Matt, the look on Matt's face is just. Oh, look! I think we gave you a hard time for that one on the Thanksgiving episode. Maybe mm-hmm. not my favorite. Not in my top five. No, it's fine. My top twenty, but I yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it, but but I don't hate it, Jeff. You know, that's okay. You be you. You do you. I Jeff. will be me. I don't yeah. need your permission to be me, TJ. I was trying to support you, <laughs> Jeff. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Um. Wait, okay. We're on our number three, right? Three, yeah. Have you both have you both gone? I've done I've said two. Okay, Matteo, what do you got? Uh so number three, I, I've got uh I'm going back to old blue eyes, Frank Sinatra. Boom. This one's called Mistletoe and Holly. I've got really into this one in the last two or three years. Oh, I don't think I know this one. Oh by gosh, by golly. You can oh, just you can almost oh. like Feel like old blue eyes has a glass of scotch or something in his hand while in the oh, recording yeah. studio he while he's singing. He was this a one. Jack Daniels guy. Oh, it's probably a glass of Jack on the rocks, probably. And Money's uh, on the dress of baby, I'm through with mistletoe you. and mistletoe and holly. It's a good one. Okay, hey. okay, yeah, great. Okay, love it. I'm gonna listen to that as soon as we're done recording here. Mm. Um, for me, this is a newer one. Are you guys familiar with the song Hallelujah by um John Legend and Carrie Underwood? Yeah. Is it the old uh, today? The Hallelujah that like everybody. It's no, no, like no. The, it's not that. No, no, not the it's, old uh, Leonard Cohen Hallelujah. No. It's it's okay. I knew what you were saying, and I said it's not that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Oh, it's whoa, whoa, whoa! Take it easy. <laughs> no, it's outstanding. Check it out. Hallelujah, Carrie Underwood, John Legend. I know what um, you're talking about. It will like you'll be like standing in the kitchen, you know, cutting onions or something, and you'll like like uh, this song will come on and the hair will stand up on the back of your neck and you'll get emotional. And that's a Christmas and, and, song. Yeah. It's a Christmas song. Really? Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's outstanding. Check it out. Mm. I made a note. Uh, excellent. Okay. We're up to number two on the list. Matteo, why don't you go ahead? Number two, I have going, going a little bit further back and this one, I got to give, I got to give some props to my wonderful wife. She, Catherine handles like almost all the Christmas in our house, like, and she gets everybody going in the spirits, whether it's the decorations, the traditions, whatever it might be. Um, Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Judy Garland. Um, Mm -hmm. It just kind of gets you right in the feels. It just sounds beautiful. You know, I I picture listening to it with our whole family just sitting around uh, being cozy, maybe snow falling on, you know, outside the window and uh that's a, it's a really good one right in the fields love yeah. that i agree um I'll, I'll go ahead and go um for my number two i went with merry christmas i referenced this in the thanksgiving episode merry christmas by 
Ed Sheeran and Elton John. Have you guys listened to this yet? No, no have Dude, not. Guys, it's the most like it's fun. It's uplifting. It's fun loving. You can listen to it like it doesn't get old. We, hmm. I think we listen to it every day in our house. So um, check it out. Merry Christmas by Ed Sheeran and Elton John. It's to me, it's like the perfect combination of like fun, uplifting, um, but still like kind of the serious undertones of what the season is all about. It's perfect. It's perfect. Check it out. Is that fairly Love new? It. Like how old is that? Uh, it's like uh, two, two or three, two or three years old. Two or three years oh, old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Jeffrey, you're number two. Well, you're breaking your own rule there, TJ. You shouldn't be embracing that. It's not. It's new. It can't just automatically enter the Hall of Fame just immediately no. right off the bat. We can't be afraid to move our cheese, Jeff. Well, and I feel like especially with with song songs are different than movies because there's a billion Christmas songs. So you just have to go with with what moves you. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, I'm a big. You're gonna find out here. Uh, I'm a big Andy Williams guy. Not gonna lie to you there. His voice. What do they say on a Office Face when they're talking about uh, Michael Bolton? Uh, what do they say? Just about I, I, I celebrate I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Williams for you. I, I love Andy Williams. And so obviously it's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the like, I, I just want to like, stand up. Like, I can't turn it on right now and get up out of my chair. I like, love that song. I I can't hear that song without thinking of the Will Ferrell song. I just can't where he's spinning around and then he starts vomiting just profusely. <laughs> I have that written down in my notes. I have it written right here. Will Ferrell puke. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I get a smile on my face just thinking of that. So yeah. Yeah. I can't stop. One. I can't stop laughing about I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Williams. Oh Love my him. God. That's so, oh, so yeah. that's your number one. No, that's number two. That's or two. number two, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna come right back to you, Jeff, for your number one. Come right back to me. Andy Williams again. We're going back to back. Yeah. So uh happy holidays, or it's the holidays. I hope you guys like my singing here too. It's the holiday season. Yeah, nice. and Santa Claus is coming round. So <laughs> and Dickory Doc. Yeah, he'll be coming down the chimney now. Dude, my favorite uh, one. Just some, far. just some, just some block, like not just some staples, some classics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it, Jeff. I love yep. it. What do you got, Matty O, for your number one? I got uh, it's it's uh, it it every single year I've got to hear this one. Um, I share this one with uh, the great, uh, incomparable David Letterman. Christmas, baby, please come home by Darlene Love. Um, oh. Just unbelievable unbelievable wow. song um fantastic singer i believe it's on uh oh gosh hey bear with me i've got it here on my uh itunes um hang on it's on a christmas gift for you from phil specter it was uh oh i've started accidentally playing it uh but we might have to darling love christmas baby please come home dave letterman used to have her on uh, whenever he could around the holiday season to sing it. Okay. Uh, Jeff, you'll appreciate this one. Darlene Love also played Detective Roger Murtaugh's wife <laughs> in the Lethal Weapon series. So Darlene yeah. Love. Yeah. Um, also, you could Love say it. that's a Christmas movie as well. I mean, you could, uh, one could argue. You're right. Uh, but yeah, Darlene Love, that's that's probably my number one go-to. I think we've talked about that, Matt. Speaking of 
lethal weapon just the speaking of the wife and the family just their over the top closeness where they can just like walk in on their dad in the bathtub (laughs) butt naked in the tub but also he's taking a bath like maybe that was more commonplace in the 80s uh in los angeles for a detective to you know turning turning 40 i'm gonna take a bath this morning a morning bath and the whole family will just just come walking right in standing in there yeah all right guys i i didn't i'm gonna give you my number one i didn't think this would be controversial uh someone made a, a a rather snide side comment a few minutes ago so i don't know i don't know what kind of treatment i'm in for here I'm not joking. My number one favorite Christmas song is the little drummer boy. Um, I feel moved emotionally. uh, Maybe not every time I hear it, but every third or fourth time I hear it, all the boy had was his little drum, but by God, he played it. He played, he played the damn thing. (laughs) Played it for the Christ child. That's exactly right. He played it for the baby Jesus. And I, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I've I've discovered two new versions of the little drummer boy. Just okay. Thank God. There's, there's a thousand versions out there that, that everyone loves. These two, I think you guys would both like the Jackson five has a version. Mm -hmm. It's very Jackson fivey and very good. Okay. Other one I discovered is a Ray Charles version. Okay. It's very like soulful. Now, check it out. Check out the Ray Charles version of Little Drummer. I am going to. I knew you would. Can you, do you, um, do you mess with the Bing Crosby, David Bowie version? Because I'm a fan of classic. Absolutely. I love that one. Not only do I love that one, I love the one of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley imitating that one. So I don't (laughs) know if you guys have seen that. Oh, yeah. They're both out. It's very good. It's very good. Um, I mean, that's kind of one of the, one of the go-tos. I think Sinatra has a version of it as well. I mean, you can't, you cannot go wrong with a little drummer boy. No, you can't. And it's good for children. It's good for adults. It's like pizza. Everybody loves the little drummer boy. That's right. I just think of Angela from the office. Like they ask her what her favorite Angela song is. loves the little drummer boy. Dwight <laughs> loves the little drummer boy. Charlotte, my almost two year old loves the little drummer boy. Everybody loves the little drummer boy. All right. Fine. Char- Char- no, I'm not going to will- hate on that. Charlotte will walk up to the Alexa machine and just yell like she can't, she can't put it together yet to like actually get Alexa to listen to her, but she'll just mm-hmm. yell like little drummer boy. Like she won't say it mm-hmm. that coherently, but like it's hysterical. So yeah. I like it anyway. All right. All right. All right. Well, this was good. This was good. We got, there's a, there's so much great Christmas music out there. I think that's another thing that makes Christmas great is that you're always discovering new songs that you didn't know were out there and they could be old classics. They could be new ones. I think we could have did a good job of covering both. Yeah. There's a lot that got left on the cutting room floor. I'll have you know. And and now that's 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 exactly right. There's so much more more in the Andy Williams catalog alone. (laughs) Yes. And now common, common fans for your listening pleasure. We will now sing. Our favorite. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, for anyone who's listened to the Common Fan podcast, we're going to pivot a little bit here. For anyone who's listened, you know that food is sort of a sort of a big focus of this show and a running theme of this show. We had we had a, a very I wouldn't say divisive, but a very passionate Thanksgiving meal conversation 
And there's a lot of ground to be plowed here when it comes to Christmas. So guys, I'm just going to kind of open this thing up guys. Um, we can start with, with, with main courses, favorite main courses at Christmas. We can mm -hmm. start with maybe favorite Christmas cookies. I mean, I think we have to get into Christmas cookies specifically, uh, sides. I, I don't know. You guys have thoughts on where we want to start here. I mean, let's um, just jump into it. I mean, yeah, I I've got I've got a like, few notes you, here. Why don't you start? Why don't you start us off, Medio? Hey, go ahead. Now. Well, so one of the first things I had was, I know for me around the holidays, I do a lot more snacking between meals than I do the rest of the year, the rest of the calendar year. Yeah, I got you. Um, so unfortunately, unfortunately you know, for me, I snack between meals pretty much all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would, you know, it's just one of those things where I think uh, Mrs. Owens buys more, has more snacks in the pantry than uh, around the holidays than we yeah. typically would. And that's fine because it's best mm -hmm. for me and my, and my waistline. Um, yeah. But what, you know, whether it's like a good old meat and cheese board, uh, yeah. you know, you got some salami or summer sausage or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call that. And and no, no real exotic cheeses, Jeff. But maybe no, you know, no, throw some, something a little bit crazy in there. But, you know, some like some good old cheddar. Or, um, you know, I will get down with some gouda or some a little bit more exotic that you might uh, might enjoy, Jeff. But I'm pushing it now. Board. Uh, but something I mentioned to you guys last night. I love a good snack mix. Yeah. And I feel like over the last few years, it's kind of become a tradition. We get uh, Trader Trader Joe's has a they call it a step up to the snack bar mix, mm -hmm. and it is phenomenal. It's like mm -hmm. I think there's little sesame sticks in there. There's some honey mustard pretzels, um, like some like there's like pieces of like basically like Fritos corn chips, um, oh, all in this little can of snack mix, um, and it is fantastic. And they also have there's its there's its spicy brother. Um, there's a spicy version of it that I also enjoy. That's very good. Um, mm. So I always like that. So a little bit of snacking. Okay. And so I've got, that's one of my things. Um, I've got more here, but I think probably best if, if we kind of I, pass the torch here. I love the snacking thing. I didn't even think about that. And that's brilliant because you're, it's so true. Like there is a lot of in between meal, you're having cocktails, you're chatting. Yeah. You see You're just milling like, around. Reach over and grab something, toss it in your mouth. Like, I don't know if anybody's family. My parents forever had like this giant wooden bowl full of nuts that required yeah, you to manually mix crack them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the nut crack, literally like a real literal nut nutcracker. Yeah. And you just, yeah. people be over in the corner cracking those. Um, has Christmas even really started until the ring of shrimp cocktail hits the table before? <laughs> Love that some good shrimp cocktail. That might be one of my favorite things ever. But the one thing that I will never, ever be down with, and I hope Andy, Matt, and Jamie are listening right now because I know they love this. Oh, God. The, the pickled herring with, no. like, with like a cracker. It's <laughs> disgusting. Looks like it could be the, the grossest thing I've ever seen. It is. I've eat. tried it. I've tried Good it. Lord. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, oh. I mean, I, I think I choked it down, but there was plentiful gagging, um, uh, <laughs> trying the pickled herring and they will just oh. pop it in their mouth. And it's like, Oh, oh. yeah. Like, no, it, it is. A, it is basically a, a wet, cold, uh, uh, fish 
And I think a lot of times it's, it's does it doesn't come out of a can. I think it's out of a can. I think so, or like a jar. Yeah. Or out of a jar, out yeah. of a jar. And it, it is not for me. And I'm pretty, cool. I'm a, I'm a fairly adventurous eater. Like I, there's not a whole lot of things that I'm like, won't touch. That I is like, gag fest. I like pickled stuff too. And that, that just like, Oh my God, it just, it, I never tried it and I never will try it. Sorry, fellas. Whew. No, I, I think you guys raise a really good point though, because I think you're right. Like there's a lot of holiday gatherings, whether it's families getting together, whether it's Christmas parties or whatever, people are just more likely to have stuff on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I think you, you, you're more likely to show up at somebody's house and get cookies thrown at you. Right. Or, yep, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Or some kind of other snack, um, something like that. Um, and, and uh, Maddie, you, Maddie O threw out the summer sausage. I, that was, that was a staple for my dad. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think of it more, you definitely do it over the Christmas season. I think of it also as like a New Year's Day watching bowl games kind of thing. Uh, but like having that summer sausage on hand, like that probably wasn't something we were going to do a lot throughout the year. But, you know, in the holidays, you kind of make that excuse and and you just uh, and you just go for it. So uh, I think this is a good I do. I want to get into like favorite um, favorite like Christmas meals, favorite main courses. Thank you god you know like it's not a set tradition that people have turkey at christmas like it is at thanksgiving so we can all like actually enjoy the meal but 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 i (laughs) watch um, it dude let's calm down let's 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 put a plug in that for a minute since we're on snack foods i want to go to favorite christmas cookies because christmas cookies are are in a in a category all their own i'll start i'll go ahead and start guys for me, we only make them. You know, it's probably something we should make throughout the year. Uh, maybe not for our health, but for our our mental um, joy and and uh, satisfaction. Peanut blossoms, guys. The Don't peanut butter cookie. Uh, the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kisses in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, peanut those are good. Those are good. For me, that's number <laughs> one. Yeah, um, love it's those. kind of like peanut saw- blossoms. Is that what you called them? Aren't they peanut blossoms? Aren't they? I don't know. I I, I I know I've way. had those. I know. I guess I never really yeah, thought of know. what those were called. But yeah, I've had those. You know, tons. My, my mom made them every year. I, both my grandmas made them. We've started to make them in our house. We'll make two hundred, and we give yeah. a lot to the neighbors and friends and stuff yeah. like that. Love peanut blossoms. And then the other thing for me, which I it's it's very basic, standard. But again, like you could get them at the store anytime. Maybe friends make them throughout the year, but I associate them with Christmas. It's just your standard sugar cookie with frosting. That's what, yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, like there's nothing better. For me, I like it a little bit soft. I don't want to have to chew. I don't want to have to yeah, be crunchy. Sure. Like I, I like it very soft. Um, but for me, peanut blossoms and sugar cookies are like, if that's all you get during Christmas season, that's all you need. Yeah. A good frosted sugar cookie um either with the the uh uh vanilla extract and the frosting or almond extract i could go either way Mm, um (laughs) and my my kids do get a little heavy-handed with the sprinkles uh because we have you know catherine does always does a great job helping you know having the kids help out with the cookies uh making the cookies a little heavy-handed with the sprinkles but you know you can always kind of shake it off a little bit and get some of this, this little excess sprinkles off because really, all I want is the frosting and the and the cookie itself. Sure, I sure, could sure. I could be I'd be fine without the sprinkles, but I know it's part of the 
it's part of the fun. So uh, that's what, that's kind of our main one. You're a good dad. Yeah, I agree. The you said it, not me. The blossom thing is good. That just it's synonymous with like bake sales. If I ever went to a bake sale at school. I was always hitting those up first. And puppy chow kind of goes into that same category with me too. Um, not necessarily. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like your comment about bake sales cheapens the peanut blossom. But what? <laughs> what, what is your problem? I'm trying to give you a compliment right now. I don't. Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. I'm what are you drinking there? Mike's Hard Lemonade. What is that? Oh, this is a Miller High Life. Oh, okay. oh, all right. There you go. Oh, yeah. That didn't go how you thought it would, did it, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Mike's Hard Lemonade. He comes at you with Miller High Life. <laughs> Things are getting serious on the Christmas episode. Right. I uh, just thought. I just thought of one real quick. Um, growing up, we had a we had a, all three of us had a mutual friend growing up. Uh, Nick, who is our the commissioner of our fantasy football league, his mom Nicholas Nicholas Ryan Nicholas Ryan, his mom mm-hmm. made these chocolate peanut butter balls. Yeah, I knew you were that, gonna say my that. My God, yes, those things. I just thought of it. Those things were unbelievable. Well, were those only a Christmas thing, though? I feel like she made them at other points. She too. might have, but I I specifically remember them around because she would make like a big holiday tray of yes. treats. Those things and those are things were always there, like crack cocaine. Those things were all. Yeah, y'all get down with Andy's mints. I feel like I don't eat those except for Christmas time. I would never Andy's eat mints. Andy's oh, mints. like the chocolate mints. Yeah, mm-hmm. I those. don't get down with them. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to them. You can get those at Olive Garden. I'm not opposed. You can. You're right. You're absolutely right. You can <laughs> <laughs> the OG. Yeah, you get them at the OG. I'm not what sure. About, that's re- I'm not sure that's really a Christmas thing, Jeff. How it is too. It is too a Christmas. <laughs> it's an after dinner. I won't thing, hear. Though. I won't hear otherwise. Uh, what about uh, gingerbread houses? Y'all get down with those? We make the them. Ki- for, Our for the kids, kids make them. Yeah, for the kids. Yeah. You know, I, we don't I, eat them. I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning Geoff at the kitchen I table. I don't like your attitude about the question. <laughs> yeah, at the kitchen table at like midnight, smoking a cigarette, making his own <laughs> gingerbread house. Everybody's asleep and just eating little bits of the candy while he makes the gingerbread house. <laughs> Are you um, smack? What are you doing? Are you getting your hitting your cat? What are you doing? Just, cat will not leave me alone. Get lost, cat. Good lord. Anyway, yeah, I mean, we do gingerbread houses. Uh, this kind of like my wife. My wife kind of leads that charge with the kids. Yeah, yeah, same. We have one ready to go upstairs. We haven't gotten to it yet, but I don't think I've ever actually eaten one. I think we just build it and then we end up throwing it away. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what we do. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure we might even use like. A hot glue gun occasionally, or something like that. So we're definitely not eating these these gingerbread houses. Um, I want to I want to throw something out for you guys. Um, I it, my grandmother made these forever. It's not it's not necessarily Christmas only because she always made them. Grandma Ludi, uh, Czech, hundred percent Czech. Uh, this is a Czech kind of Slavic uh, dessert. Do you, are you guys familiar with kolaches? Yeah, oh yeah, I am. absolutely. Like a yeah. puffy, puffy pastry with like a fruity filling in like the middle. Jelly. Absolutely. Yeah, you, I mean, uh, yeah, usually like jelly filling. You could do like a poppy seed filling. I've even heard of cheese. My grandma never did cheese in the middle. Like, no, thank mm-hmm. you. But like, mm-hmm. usually like sweet. I think of as cherries, sweet. peaches, yeah, che- che- exactly, lemon. Exactly. Yeah, ex- yes, yeah. Matteo, very good. Um, so I love kolaches again. My. my I feel like my grandma, all like you, you walked into grandma's house. She usually had kolaches available. So for yeah. whatever reason, I just associate those with Christmas. Did you guys grow up eating kolaches? Yeah. Did you ever? Did anyone never try to give you one that had prunes in it? 
That's something that's on my mom's please, side. Please, God, no. Yeah, my no. Fa- like I think of the, like the Danny, like cookie. the like the Danny DeVito, uh, it's always sunny gift where he's like mm, mm, shaking his head. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's so, like the the face I would make if I was offered a prune kolache. No prunes for me. Yeah, I'm not a prunes guy. I'm not a raisin What's guy. A... Period. Like, yeah, I hate, I hate raisins. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Jeff. Yeah, I've never um, had it. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, we just don't come from that walk of life. No one in our family made kolaches, so I, I I'm not even sure if I've ever actually eaten one. I've seen them, but I don't. Yeah, know no, that's okay. It's, it's not. I would, yeah, it's not necessarily. It's kind of. It's uh, regional. It's ethnic. It's you know. It's yeah. not necessarily a given. Yeah. So it's from um, the old country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So so. Um, it's funny to me. I was thinking about this for main courses for Christmas. The only place I've seen that people actually eat a turkey on Christmas is movies, right? And, like, and like, the Langenberg household, the Christmas vacation. Um, they burn the they ruin the turkey on on yep. Christmas story. You're talking. I mm-hmm. like that was never a thing for our family. It's certainly not the staple. It is. I feel like for Thanksgiving. Um, I don't really want to get into ter- turkey and how terrible it is. Um, but like Jeff, I guess if it's, I guess if it's a family thing for you, we could, we could talk about it. Um, mm. <laughs> but I'm just curious what, what, what's your guys like go-to for, for your Christmas uh, meal staple? Turkey. Ham. What we have every year. Can we mute Jeff now? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say? All right. We do turkey. You guys have turkey? Is it, like, it's like we yeah. do Thanksgiving. All do you have over. any other, do you have any other protein? Do you have it like ham or it's no, meat? hell no. I mean, ham is usually an Easter thing for us. Like ham, for some reason, comes up on Easter, and I, I'm not a big fan of it, as you know. Ham sucks, um, but we do turkey again for Christmas. It's like I said, it's basically just we're redoing Thanksgiving all over again. I mean, it's literally the exact same stuff. We have a turkey, we have stuffing and dressing, oh. we, we have cranberry sauce, we have corn, mashed potatoes, gravy. It's literally the exact green bean casserole, which I do not eat. I'd rather throw it in the trash. Yeah. But it's the exact same thing over again. And I have no problems. I like so it. Like, it's like Thanksgiving for the, 2.0 for you. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. for the common for the common fans listening, I've known Geoff and Lincoln since we were 15, I think. Maybe, maybe earlier than that. So I maybe know, I know your parents, I know your family. This mm-hmm. is this is new information for me. I guess all I can say is I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Um, I don't know what you're I apologizing love, for. I love you. I tell your the parents, deliciousness I, of turkey. Tell your parents I love them. Tell your family I love them. Uh, I'm sorry. It's like one of the most popular meats on the planet. It disgusting. literally is on every sandwich ever made. It I think. makes me makes me want to vomit. Matt, let's move forward. Matt, we used to we well we used to we used to do uh, Grandma Grandma Phyllis's house in Ashton, Nebraska. She I feel like we used to do like a basically like a Thanksgiving 2.0 and we do turkey and stuff somewhere along the lines it turned to, and we would always celebrate Christmas Eve. We do Christmas Eve and all that mm-hmm. stuff and open gifts with my, my mom's side somewhere along the lines, it turned to just a bunch of different soups. And it was oh like, it'd be God. like, it'd be like there was a clam chowder or there was a potato soup and there was a chili. And I didn't at the time, you know, I was a kid. I didn't care. Cause it was just like, yeah, whatever, let's cram all this food in and everybody finish up fast. Cause we're going to go open presents right after this. So like that, the Christmas Eve, like dinner was always like, let's go. Like, I don't care. And me yeah. and the other kids, the cousins and, and my sister and stuff, it was like, I don't care about this. Let's just, let's get onto the presents. And I yeah. feel like the, the adults and the, 
my my parents and my aunts and uncles and my grandparents would always just like sit there unnecessarily like way longer at the dinner table like knowing that the kids were going crazy in the other room waiting for the parent for the <laughs> yeah. to open presents um oh. but now you know now more recently it's christmas day it's ham like hmm. we always have a ham like we typically we celebrate christmas we had to do our christmas meal at uh my in-laws at my wife with my wife's side and it's a ham and it's you know There'll be ham and they'll, you know, might be some potatoes or green bean casserole or something like that. Um, but yeah, Christmas ham, I love it. You know, I, I, I like turkey. Uh, turkey's fine on Thanksgiving. Christmas to me is more of a, it's a ham thing. You know, make a, yeah. you make a Christmas ham and I still will get, absolutely get down on some <laughs> leftover ham. I'll eat it cold. I'll eat it warmed up. I don't care. Slap it on a sandwich, throw some mustard on it with some bread and I will get down on that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Lord. I, for me, for, <laughs> for me, Jeff seems distraught. Um, for wow. me, for me, there are a lot fewer hard and fast rules for Christmas. So for me, one of them is like, I want to have at least one like big family meal where we're pulling out all the stops. Now that could be on Christmas Eve. It could be on Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid if it's turkey. But other than that, other than that, like I know grow, growing up for a few years, we had a tradition uh, like we would make a big meal. And then suddenly like we went to um, we, 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 we would pick up uh, to like t- this massive spread from Grisanti's in Lincoln. Oh, awesome. Remember, you remember Grisanti's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The phenomenal garlic Miss it bread, so much. Pastas. Love it. Yeah. So that was tomato tortellini was, like, soup. I feel like that was a little closer to to adulthood. Um, we would do that on Christmas Eve. Um, now in my, in my own house with my, with my family, more recent years, we'll kind of do steak on the grill and then just tons of side mashed potatoes and a bunch of other sides, super simple. uh, Other things I think of growing up were like a, like a beef roast, like a nice roast in the oven. Mm. Um, but I've like my big, my big overriding thing here is like, you gotta have at least one big massive meal, because right. to me, to me, on uh, like you want to spend some time, whether it's Christmas Day, whether it's the day after, like you want to like take Christmas vacation to just be super lazy. Like you're mm-hmm. not like you want to have a little bit of time where you're you're opening, you're watching the new, uh, you know, the, in the old days you'd get a DVD or you'd get a VHS tape and you'd be so excited about it. So you're watching the new movies that you got for Christmas. Or you're playing with yeah. your new toys if you're the kids or whatever, and so you don't want to work that hard at it. So you want to have those leftovers ready to grab. So, so for me, there's a lot. There's not as much that's hard and fast. And Jeff, like I legitimately, I'll light a candle for you at church. I'm sorry that you have to go through the full you turkey son. experience you again son. for Christmas. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Oh, it's awesome. Um, but other, other than that, and I, actually, I'll tell you guys something super cool. I actually made a note of this. I wanted to share with you guys. So my older brother lives in New Hampshire, born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska, like me, uh, but he lives in New Hampshire. His wife is uh, from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, New Hampshire area. So like when, when um, they met her parents, you know, the movie Manchester by the sea, when they met her parents were living in Manchester by the sea, like Hmm. though her, my brother's wife's family is of the sea. Like just like our, our people are of the, of the land of the farm. 
they're mm -hmm. like legit of the sea. Like her brother was a lobster farmer until very recently or lobster fisherman, whatever you call that. Yeah. Right. Um, so there were a couple years, I'm trying to remember, it may have been before they had kids or when their kids were really little, but there were a couple years when we were all coming back to Nebraska for Christmas, they would pick up live lobsters. Oh, wow. And carry them on the plane. <laughs> and then we would have lobster at Christmas. It was unbelievable. That's and wild. I, I didn't, I didn't I love realize that. this. Like it's super eat. It's actually cooking a lobster is you boil water, yeah. <laughs> boil water and then you drop, it throw it in there. The live yeah. lobster in there and it takes like 10, 15 minutes. Um, and it's freaking delicious. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it was unbelievable. We'd get these like East Coast like lobsters live transported to us and we'd eat them, you know, 24 hours later. They'd, they'd, we'd, we'd set That's them down awesome. on the kitchen floor. They'd crawl around or whatever. So that was super cool. So I don't feel like there needs to be hard and fast rules at Christmas, but I do believe there needs to be a feast. There is a feast. Yeah. Have you guys have you guys heard of uh, the Feast of the Seven Fishes? No, no, that, is, that a, I think is that a Bible verse? I should know of some sort. No, <laughs> no. It so like it's like we did this cool Christmas song that TJ likes. My my mom, we did this with that's my funny, mom Jeff. years ago. That's, that's funny, Jeff. Uh, in joke, recent Jeff. years, we've we've yeah. done, um, at least I basically since I've been married, we've done typically done Christmas Eve at my mom's, and um, my mom's a great cook, so she the, she kind of you know she's. One year we did the feasts where you literally have seven different kinds of fish at your meal. And it's an old traditional thing. I think it's Italian. Um, so and it's just it's just an abundance thing. Like, you know, you're celebrating at Christmas time. So you have all these things. And I think it originally, I think you 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 most likely you like fasted for most of the day. And then it's like you had this giant feast on Christmas Eve, the feast of the seven fishes. Um, more recently, documented on the bear. Um, the, which is great, great program. If you guys have seen it on FX, I know it's, um, the first season, a little tough to watch. It's like, it's super anxiety ridden and, um, but very good. And that Christmas episode of the bear was fantastic. Great cast. Um, but no, Feast of the Seven Fish, we've done that once. My mom also has been known to do a Bouche de Noel, which is basically a Yule log. Um, and it's like a little, it's just like a little chocolate, like a little chocolate dessert, like a little cake. Yeah. So, you know, every once in a while we do the Bouche de Noel and, uh, very, very good. Very delicious. Shout out, shout out to Gam Gam Pam Pam. That sounds good. I'm not a big fish guy. Not going to lie to you. That no, doesn't surprise me, I'm Jeff. Big shocker. I mean, big shocker. I, I don't mind lobster. I, the only complaint I have about lobster and like crab, it's just a pain yeah. in the ass to eat. It's tough to eat. What about, uh, what about uh, you guys ever done, uh, I like um, ever? You ever had a uh, beef Wellington? I oh. never have. Not I. I mean, I love beef. Beef Wellington is like a like to me is like a treat. Um, I don't think I've ever had it Christmas, but what is what that like? Hell yes. Yeah, we've yes. done that. We've oh, done yeah. that once or once or twice on Christmas. We had a beef Wellington. That's that's damn good. No, Jeff. Jeff's just sitting there. What is he doing? He's leaving. No, what, no, he's not. How he's what is it? It's like Jeff's just sitting there on Christmas, shoveling in. The dry, flavorless turkey. Not if you the, put some salt and pepper second, on it. It's the second time, the second time in a month. Slides right down the What about really uh, yeah. what about uh, drinks? Like, what do you guys consume as far as beverages? Oh, I'm glad uh, you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, in the my whole history of growing up, we never, ever, ever drank eggnog. Did you guys do eggnog? I was just never. No. Hell no. Not growing up. Yeah. 
Not growing up. Hell no. Still, oh, I, in my adult years, I've I have consumed my fair share. Well, so as an adult, I mean, what what's the standard sort of supplement to eggnog? Is it bourbon? I won't. Yeah, I won't consume it without putting some bourbon in it. And I'll what mix. It? I'll full on. I'll what? put in it, and I'll mix. I'll mix it with what's the bourbon because well, otherwise it like it'll separate eggnog, sometimes. What is eggnog made of? I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. Don't Completely either. unhealthy crap. Egg. There's. I think there's actual eggs in it. Um, yeah. Cream. Who knows what like, else? We the the, God, the, the fine folks who hosted the Christmas vacation party that I mentioned had eggnog with bourbon in it, and they said they got it at Costco, and it was like fine. It was like you know, it was like uh, enjoyable for the moment. But I was also sort of like, how soon can I move on to the, they had, they had an old fashioned station and they had beer and wine and other stuff. So I was sort of like, how soon can I get through this and move on to something else? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so for me, for me, I don't know if it's the time of year or whatever. Um, I'll now I'll drink these year round, but like for me, Christmas time is like Manhattan time. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I've never, like, I've never like had a nice, eggnog. A, a nice bourbon drink, a nice, a nice dark was, liquor drink. And of course, red, like the red wine should flow throughout the Christmas season. It should flow like, yeah. like the river. Yeah. Manhattan. You should yeah. get up some red wine. I'm an, I say with you, with you, for you at Manhattan, for me, it's an old, I got to have an old fashioned, at least one old fashioned, sure, maybe very, two. Very, very similar. On Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. yeah. How about this one? I got one for you guys to see if you would like. First of all, have you guys ever had a, a Negroni? Mm -mm. I hate. I, hate I, I don't like disgusting, them. Disgusting. Disgusting. I don't like them. Yeah. But I I found the Negroni's cousin, which is bourbon instead of instead of gin. Huh. So it's mm -hmm. bourbon. It's two ounces bourbon, an ounce of Campari, and an ounce of sweet vermouth, and it it'll it'll put put a little hair on your chest. Yeah. Um, but I mean, aside from just drinking straight bourbon, uh, bourbon on the rocks, which I which, love, which, by the way, yeah, which we celebrate on this program, which we do. Absolutely. I love that. That's the best way to drink bourbon. But if you want, if you have to put something in it, this was I, I discovered this last year and I'm like, I could I could have a couple of these in the winter. It feels a very winter, wintry cocktail. And that's uh, interesting. But it's called it's called the Boulevardier. OK, yeah. so Sal will order. That drink sometimes, and I will always take a sip, and I always hate it. I never, um, I never did like a Negroni. But I would, I would love to, I would love to try it uh, with bourbon. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, okay, I want to move on. Anything else on Christmas food? I don't think so. I think just because you think of a grosser name, eggnog, it just sounds like a gross name. Eggnog, yeah, it's, it's, it's gross. Yeah, I don't know why that's a nog. I don't know why. I don't know why that ever became a thing. Maybe we'll do. But I think, yeah. I, I, I think I, having it, ha and since we talked about Christmas vacation, I mean, to me, it's even funnier when when Clark's like flipping out, and he gets the Jelly of the Month Club, and he just 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 starts slams like two whole <laughs> cups of eggnog, and it's just like dripping everywhere. Yeah, and I don't think it's even spiked. It's just, and it's just sitting out too, Jeff. Yeah, right. oh, which in like a bowl. in a bowl, yeah. For, yeah. in a yeah. bowl, yeah. like yeah. that for you, that Mister Mister Safe Food Safety. Oh, uh, don't want to eat anything that's been sitting out too long. No, uh, or drink anything that's been sitting out too long. Involving eggs. Uh, I thought we watched it the other day, and I it's thought about like, I wonder what Jeff thinks of that. That eggnog just sitting oh. there in that punch bowl, just <laughs> sitting out in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> All night. I long. love that you're sitting there watching. 
Christmas vacation as a family and it makes you think of Jeff. Um, <laughs> I have that effect on people. It's so true. It's so true. Like that's the perfect thing for like, of course, Clark Griswold has, has eggnog like at his family, his fun old fashioned family Christmas. Um, I got one more Christmas topic for you guys. And then a brief, a, a real quick, um, just like we'll wrap it up with a, with a Husker thing, uh, Husker football thing. Um, I'd love you guys to take opening present presents Christmas day versus Christmas Eve. Discuss. Uh, we go day. We always have always been a Christmas day thing. We'll allow like the kids to open something on Christmas Eve. One present mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve is kind of like a teaser. Give them a little taste. But sure. even when I growing up, we always did Christmas day presents. I think it's, it's probably from a planning perspective. There's just a lot of things you still got to do on Christmas Eve. And then I think we always went to mass on Christmas Eve. So we always yeah. go to yep. church. Yep. And so we just, uh, just, we never went on Christmas day because it was going to be a busy day anyways. Yep. So I'm all in on opening presents on Christmas day. Plus it's just Eve's fun. Anyways, the anticipation of Santa coming and all that stuff for totally. the kids. It's just awesome. Um, yeah. Plus it's, it adds to that heightened, like your, like, I don't know about you guys, but I slept like crap on Christmas Eve. I, oh, I would be up all night long, waking up like every hour on the hour. Like, is it? I'm looking at the clock to see what time it was. So I'm all in on Christmas Day present opening. Not yeah, Christmas same. Christmas morning is where it's at. Now, you know, you have to, you're splitting up, when you're splitting up Christmas celebrations with different parts Extended of your family. family. Yeah, right. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like I mentioned, we do yeah. Christmas Eve with my mom. So we're opening presents at my mom's. Right. I, 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 not, nothing against that. Mom, I love you, but, um, I'm with you, Jeff. Chris, something about Christmas morning and you, you roll out of bed and, and mom and dad just look like absolute hammered dog shit and <laughs> eyes are half open. Like, yeah, like, wait, guys, like, don't start yet. Let us get a pot of coffee yeah. going. Hang on, everybody calm down. The big man toast. came, the beautiful ancient old man came down the chimney, <laughs> and it, the magic is here. But just hang on one second, give us five minutes. Daddy, and, needs that, and, that, and that five yep. minutes feels like two hours when you're a kid. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you guys, I'm totally with you guys. So, uh, our tradition growing up was we would always, I'm one of five kids. So we would always draw names uh, for a, a gift exchange. And so on Christmas Eve, we would do the gift exchange. So mm -hmm. you could like wet the appetite a little bit. You could open one gift. You get your gift from whatever sibling, whatever. Um, so that was fun. And that kind of became a tradition for us. So my my thing is, it's got to be Christmas Day for all the reasons you guys said and more. If there are some slight... Um, variations in that or slight minor exceptions for Christmas Eve. I think that's perfectly fine and acceptable. But what I don't understand is people who open all the gifts on Christmas Eve. Um, and I sort of wonder, like, we've all heard about this debate. I sort of wonder if this was more of a thing in generations gone by or something. Like, I'm not really aware of a lot of people who do Christmas Eve these days. Um, but, but, um, I'm glad we're all in unison on this. I sort, I guess, I sort of expected maybe at least Geoff to have a contrary opinion or something. Oh, as he as he typically would, but no, I think that's the that's one of the best things about Christmas. You know, you, you it's it's magical, right? 
It is. That's exactly right. And he's come down and see that Santa actually did have some of the cookies you left out for him and drank the milk and and you mm-hmm. put the carrot you put the carrots out for the reindeer and they even took advantage of those. Yeah. I'm gonna throw Exciting. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out one uh one thing that became a tradition in our household, which is a local local bakery reference. Are you guys and I honestly don't even know if it's still there. Do you guys know Conroy's in Lincoln? Yeah. Yeah, do. I don't know if they're still. I don't know if they're still going around. Though. Oh man, they they had moved from the Union College neighborhood out south, and I think Are there, not there might have been a generational. Anymore? No, oh, no, we used to go there all the time. Oh, wow. um, I think the, the gen it the it passed down to the next generation, and then I, th- I don't think they could keep it going. Damn! Oh, son damn, of a damn. gun! It looks like maybe they're closed now. Son of a yeah. gun! Dude, but so, they were they were was, they were so, fantastic. So our tradition was my parents would pick up a boatload of rolls from Conroy's mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. We'd order in advance. And again, I'm one of five. Usually a grandmother or somebody would be there. Like we'd just have like 50 rolls or something. And you know, and so like on Christmas Day, and I didn't even drink coffee then, but you the, the combination of the smell of the rolls and the coffee and oh just, yeah, right. just, you know, and you know, wrapping paper, just all, all of it, right? Um, was just just combined to make like for for just a phenomenal experience. But yeah, Conroy's was fantastic. I'm sorry to hear that they closed their doors. Those were the best Christmas rolls. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right, boys. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here. This is this is a Nebraska football podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're giving ourselves a little bit of an exception for the Christmas episode, but we should probably talk about one or two Nebraska football related items. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to do anything involving the present day. I think of Christmas. I don't even, I don't only think of Christmas day. I also think of Christmas break, which always extends obviously through new year's day and, and, and past new year's day. So I wanted to get, obviously that is bowl season as well. And that's when the best bowl games are played are hopefully on new year's day or as close to it as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to just get your guys's sort of favorite Husker football memory during Christmas break, um, acknowledging that it will likely be more of a new year's type memory, but we're not going to do a new year's episode. This is the Christmas episode, Christmas break, Husker football, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, Mattio, let's start with you, my friend. Well, I think, I don't think this should be any surprise to anyone, um, yeah, I, I immediately go to um, the nineteen ninety five Orange Bowl, um, obviously from the nineteen ninety four season. Um, there was something really special and magical about Tom Osborne getting that first national championship. Um, not only you know vague memories of watching the actual game itself. Um, obviously, it was amazing. I was I, I think twelve years old, but. I feel like almost every year following that for about 10 years straight, I would rewatch that game on a VHS <laughs> and it's just something about like around the holidays, like you mentioned Christmas break from, you know, Christmas into new year's day. I, I, I think I, I would, you know, maybe it was just watching it to get ready for whatever, whatever bowl game Nebraska was playing in that year. But that was kind of like, for me, you know, the, the next year against Florida, when we just stomped them was great, but something about that first one where, you know, we had, Tommy was back and he was playing and we had Brooke Baringer 
and Miami well, we, was. We finally was, got over the hump, right? Like finally got over the hump. We didn't, we didn't know if we could ever do that. We didn't know if we could play with the fast Florida teams. All that, and stuff. yeah, and you had, and you had, and I think it was the last season where we had the the great, the legend Kent Pavelka on the radio call. So the VHS we had was was Pavelka and Saddlemeyer, the radio, their radio call with the broadcast from, I think it was NBC. And so that, yeah. So that, that just made it even better. And you, Corey Schlesinger crossing the (laughs) plane, rubbing salt in the wound. Like I just had all these lines memorized and it it was the things like Pavelka would be like, Oh, another cheap shot. Typical the university of Miami. Like he was such a Homer and I loved it. I ate it up. It was so good. Um, So that's my number one go-to, but you know, there's some other memories in there. Like, of more recent years, I remember um, it was the I can't remember what year it was, but it was the Alamo Bowl with when we had the Callahan years playing Michigan and not thinking like we had any chance to win. And then there was a little bit of Husker magic. It felt like in that game, yeah. and we were victorious. There was, of course, there's the play at the end of the game where Michigan lateraled like a million times and and almost scored, and everybody's running onto the field, and the play still wasn't dead. Um, and then, you know, a couple with Bo, a couple of Gator Bowl wins over Clemson. And then later on, Georgia, we had Georgia, the 90, the 99 yard pass Quincy uh, yeah. to Quincy from Tommy Armstrong. So there's, there, those are some, you know, an old, older school memory and a and there's a few in there and more, um, you know, I guess when we're, we're in our adulthood years, I guess you could say, but um, I sure would like to create some new ones, guys. Oh, yeah. Amen to that. Jeffrey, what do you got? Uh, well, I mean, you folks know I I grew up in a predominantly uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish household, so uh-huh. a lot uh-huh. of my time was spent watching Rick Meyer just throwing dimes and Lou Holtz on the sideline. And uh, uh, bear with me, all right. So those are the most vivid memories I have of bowl games during our Christmas break. Uh-huh. I don't really have an embedded memory of a really good Husker moment per se, but what I will tell you is whenever we would because whenever we watched Nebraska games, it was always a group setting. We were at somebody's house. We would go to somebody's house, and the name, the main thing I always remember from watching Husker games when I was a kid is there was just zero supervision. Like the game was <laughs> on, and kids had like free reign to do whatever the hell they wanted. Like no one was ever paying attention to us. So parents would be upstairs drinking their cocktails, watching the game, hooting and hollering. Kids would be downstairs doing their own thing, running around. You were outside, you were inside. No one had any clue what you were doing. And the main goal of the whole evening was we could count on this. At this age, just bear with me. You know, people would be enjoying their pops, having a good time. And at the beginning of the night, folks would always be like, all right, we're going to go over, we're going to watch the game. We're going home. Nobody's staying the night, okay? We're not having sleepover. We're not doing this shit. But slowly as the night went on, we couldn't quite put our finger on it, but mom and dad and everybody else slowly started to get a little bit more nice and <laughs> freewheeling when it came to asking questions like that, where by the end of the night, you're like, can we have a can we, can we we have a sleepover? People were slurring. Oh, yeah, come on. That's great. Stay the night here. Like, so we knew, our, the main goal with Husker games is we knew that like by the end of the night, no one was going to be paying attention to what we were doing. And two, we were definitely going to get to have a sleepover when the night was said and done because mom and dad were in a really good mood at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday. <laughs> so that's the well, most in-depth well, memory I have 
I love that. And, and in those days, not only were they in good in a good mood after a few cocktails, but also because the Huskers had likely won, mm. uh, which you yep. know is a, is a foreign feeling these days. So I love I love everything that you both just said. I'll say one kind of overriding thing. My memory of of bowl season. So in in let's see, one of the then the one of the the house I grew up with. Excuse me, the house I grew up in until second grade, we had a real fireplace. So like I have, it's probably conflated with like later years and other things, but like my, my thought in my head of bowl season is like wood burning fireplace, mm. you know, summer mm. sausage, you know, <laughs> Christmas cookies, like yeah. all the best things of the season right. are all in play. Whether it's January first bowl, usually we were playing in the Orange Bowl or whatever it was when we were growing up, and watching your team. There's snow on the ground again. These are probably like different years yeah. and all the best stuff from different years being conflated. But when I think about so, like honestly, on this on this podcast over the last couple of months, when we've talked about getting to a bowl game. Yes, the Huskers need to get to a bowl game for practical reasons of development for the program, but the mm-hmm. emotional feeling I have about bowl season is so strong about, you know, yeah. you, you make unhealthy food, everybody gets to sit and watch, you enjoy, you know, the Huskers, the Huskers are going to win, like all, and even the Huskers didn't win every bowl game when we were growing up, even when they were dominating the world, you know? But like for me, I feel like I have like all the best. I've cherry picked all the best things about bowl season, and in my head, yeah. that's what like Nebraska bowl games are: are <laughs> wins, whether we watch while we eat the best food and cooking. encased meats, yeah, mm-hmm. and sausages, and the fireplace, little smokies, pigs in a blanket, chips and dips, roaring. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, I'm with you, Matteo. Um, the very first thing I thought of was, you know, Corey Schlesinger. Like, I think the biggest thing was for us, because we were, let's see, 1994 season, January of 95, mm-hmm. we were 12, right? Yeah. We're 12. Yep. And so, like, you know, that's pretty, you know, we're pretty well into it at that point. We're pretty invested at that. It's been a few yeah. years since we've been paying attention. And the biggest thing then was, you know, I think it was 92 season. We had kind of gotten smoked by Miami in the yeah. Orange Bowl, like 22 to nothing or something. And like, you know, Toretta. Like, yeah, didn't feel like we could run with them. And then the year before, it was Charlie Ward and Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, we should have beat them. We should have beat them. But also, like, I don't know about you guys. Like, I just remember watching that game and waiting for it to all fall apart. And couldn't like it was sort of like, wait, are we supposed to be in this? Like, well, how are we in this game to the end? It was sort of like this team is supposed to run away with this thing. And so mm-hmm. it was just sort of felt like we were never gonna get over the hump. And then they and then in the 94 season, 95 Orange Bowl, uh, Miami goes up 10 nothing. So it was sort of like, yeah, yeah, here we here we go. Again. Yeah, here we, we go. Got, we actually got a chance to win the national title and we're gonna lose. And of course, we come back and come back and win that thing and we dominate the fourth quarter. And so for me, that one like really sticks in my brain about just like the, the era of dominance that was sort of teed up at that point. Well, I think um, part of, part of it probably too is like that Miami team was awesome. Like Warren Sapp and Ray Lewis on their defense. Yes. 
Yeah. And those guys are like sucking air by the end of the game. And our linemen, are, there's that that one photo of like Warren Sapp and a few of their D linemen like on a knee or just like gassed. And yes. our and our whole offensive line just like staring Stand, at him, like standing, standing there, like yep. yeah, like here it comes again, guys. It's so great. Um, but then for me, the following year for me is just as special. But I'll tell you why. So one, the Burkle family went to the Fiesta Bowl. Oh wow! So my Woo! parents, my parents surprised us with tickets on Christmas Day. So I didn't know until a wow. week before, until a week before that we were going, which is outstanding. But the second thing that I think people forget, so like the 95 Husker team is now up there every time there's a debate about greatest college football teams ever, the Mm -hmm. 95 Husker team, you know, and and Husker fans always show up on social media to make their case. And so it's sort of like, I feel like we take it for granted. That was a one versus two matchup. And Florida was Steve Spurrier, Danny Werfel, the fun and gun. They were supposed to run all over us, right? Yeah. At the at the very least, it was supposed to be a very competitive game. And we pounded those guys. Like we physically dominated and imposed our will on those guys. And like everyone knows now, 62-24, the classic Tommy Frazier run, you know, making Warful run for his life, all these things. Um, like now it's like accepted history, but like that was not. And accepted like that was not a necessarily yeah. obvious outcome going into it. No, some yeah. of those ESPN guys were like dead, dead certain. Like, like Florida's just got too we much of their fun to and gun. Run, they're we're going to get run out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah. And uh, To knew, Osborne knew. Oh yeah, <laughs> he knew. And uh, and and yeah. So we just so that that one to me that one to me is just as special. Um, but again, it's kind of the overriding sentiment of bowl season is just the best thing in the world. And that's why, like, like we, we say it jokingly on this program about getting to a bowl game, dancing in the streets, blah, blah, blah. But for me, honestly, like, I don't care if it's 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. No. We're, we're making snacks, and we're, we're, we're tuning out the outside world, world and we're yep. watching the Huskers play in a bowl game, and we're going to get back to that, and I can't wait until we do. Right. And don't you think part of that's you wanting to recreate the 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 feelings that that gave you for your kids too? like you want that to be like like I know so Matthew Jr. has been so good, such a loyal Husker fan through these last several years. So like when the, the poor kid, like when he finally started to understand what was going on and like start to care, said. like it, it's just been a, a nightmare. Like I'm yeah. like, yeah. And, right. and, you know, I've I've. You know, over the last few years, gotten used to it. Just like, oh god, here we go again. And the poor kid is just devastated. Yeah. Like I think back to that that Michigan State game uh, a couple years ago, where you know we the the punt return, we kicked the guy punted it the one way, and then and well, punt State. team went one way. Michigan State and they, and he, and we had that we were like dominating the whole game. Yes. The poor kid, I'm like, you know, I let him stay up and watch the game. All the other kids had to go to bed and. And he's just devastated, just bawling in tears. And it's been so many moments like that. I just for for so many of these kids who grew up in their parents just abusing them by, by having them watch Husker games with them. We've got it, we've <laughs> got to turn this around. That's part of that. It's like, yeah, let's get to a bowl game and get this thing going because do it for the kids. Do, do it for the children. <laughs> we've got to get we've got to recreate some of these memories that we have, these sentimental memories of how great it was to make it to a bowl game and 
It is. It's fantastic. You know, you're not only you're excited for Christmas, but then Christmas is over. Then oh, they hey, by the way, we're playing a decent bowl game here in the next three, four, five, six days. Like and, the, and the, the holiday making, season continues, and we're making yeah. some some buffalo chicken dip in the in the crock pot. Easy, damn Easy. right. <laughs> um, no, you're spot on, Matt. And um, you know, we've talked about this a little bit on this program, and I'll I'll share it with the common fans again. Diehard Husker fan, born and raised in Lincoln. I currently live in Bend, Oregon. Okay, my oldest, Michael, is nine. Okay. He was less than one week old for the Melvin Gordon game. Okay. That's been his Husker experience. Yeah. yeah. One, two, we've either lived in the Washington, D.C. area or in Bend, Oregon, his entire life. And yet, when he talks about the Huskers, he says, We. Yes. Dad, dad, <laughs> you know, dude, when what, do we who, play? Who, when do we play? Who do we play next? Whatever. And, and, um, when when we we were we went home for the Iowa game, common fans know Matt, Jeff, and TJ were all at the Iowa game. There was some sort of um, school project. I didn't even see it. My wife just told me about it. But there was something about what are you doing for Thanksgiving or whatever. And he wrote in his nine year old handwriting, "I'm going to the Iowa Nebraska game with my dad, and the Huskers are going to win by 70. Oh, <laughs> something like that. And it just like melted my heart. And I love him. And the point of it is like, obviously I've clearly brainwashed these children, which is a <laughs> problem. <laughs> but like, and my six-year-old Hudson is the same way. Like, you know, dad, when we, this, and we, like, when Us, we said, we. Some, sometimes it'll be, oh, oh, you baby. Yeah. You guys know how, how kids are. We might be yeah. sitting there at breakfast on a school day and they say, Dad, when do we uh, play so and so? Like, wait, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they're talking about the Huskers, you know. Yeah. And so, so do they like, have an allegiance to Oregon at all, TJ? Like, is there any yeah, so my, problem so my wife, there? My, my wife is a duck, and so we watch the ducks too, and they pull for the ducks. And I have concluded, and I like, I have no problem with that. Like, yeah. I've concluded, like, it's there's no reason to like cause discord or dissension in the household mm -hmm. and until we we're in the same conference it didn't matter like we could all we could cheer for the ducks we could cheer for the huskers um that you know, might now, be a problem. now we're all going to be at the same conference Ooh, so i guess yeah. i guess we'll see but, but <laughs> honestly like that hasn't been an issue um and like when when oregon and nebraska played in 2016 and 2017 you know the kids weren't old enough yet to really know or care or, or whatever right. so we'll cross that bridge when we get there i feel like it's been yeah. easy it's been easy so far like I met my wife in 2009 and it's kind of been fun. Like the ducks, the, I was like the chip Kelly era. It's kind of been yeah. fun to watch the ducks and have like another team do like, it's obviously not the same thing, but it's kind of fun to just sort of follow them and see what they're doing. And they're always playing for something and we're not lately. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like for my kids, like um, they can be duck and Husker fans. It's all, it's all good. Right. But yeah. like, I feel like the fact, yeah, that, look how, look how old Jeff turned out having being a fan of two teams. Well, They've Thank never... you, Matt. That's the <laughs> nicest thing I think you've ever said to me on this podcast. Thank you. No, there was no sarcasm in that I'm at all. Sure, I'm not sure that was a compliment. But, um, anyway, um, they have... Uh, I think they're on the right track when it comes to their Husker fandom. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. There you go. But but like as we've talked, you've about done we've well. Talked, like, we, you've done well, TJ. Well, I appreciate that. We need like we need some winning seasons. We need some bowl games. We need our kids to start developing these memories, and we need it to mean something again, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
you're, sure. it, it, well, it always means something. We need to play for something again. Let me put it yeah. Wins do matter. Woo. Wins matter. Yes, indeed. Matter. Boys, that's a hell of a Christmas episode. It is. Put, put a bow on that. that. Yeah, put a Whoa. bow on that shit. Whoa. What just happened there? Wow. Simpatico. Wow. Unbelievable. Common fans, we're going to end here. Um, we started this podcast less than three months ago. Um, we're having a blast doing it. We thank you so much for listening. Um, we've had listeners, not joking, from sea to shining sea. We've had listeners in Canada. We've had listeners in Vietnam. Um, not not to say that we, uh, you know, we're competing with uh, with Joe Rogan or the Kelsey brothers or anything like that. But um, we're having a blast doing this. Uh, it's fun to see the listenership growing. And we've got a lot more in 2024. I guess I want to stress that point that um, we're not going to stop or even slow down in the off season. Um, again, I think I mentioned at the beginning, uh, at least one, hopefully two episodes per week is the goal in the off season. We've already got a number of exciting guests lined up. So stick with us. There's so much more fun to come. And uh Coming into football season in 2024, baby, we're all going to be foaming at the mouth and and ready for a ready for a CFP ex, uh, appearance for the Huskers by August. Woo! Um, Matt and Geoff, anything to add to this Christmas episode? Um, I just just Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you guys, Merry Christmas to the common fans. Uh, this has been an absolute thrill. Uh, TJ, you said it well. No plans to slow this thing down at all. Um, off season, it'll be fun. There's, there's not going to be any dull moments. We'll have plenty to talk about. That'll get us all the way into spring ball. We'll have some guests. Uh, this is a blast. I'm having a great time doing it with you two guys. And I'm thankful for you. God bless you guys. God bless your families. Merry Christmas, fellas. Back at you. Same thing. Just, I'm, uh, you know, honored to be a part of this podcast. It's been a good run so far. 2024 is going to kick ass and, really really excited uh tj we'll talk about scheduling uh you know I, I i think with the way things are going right now we might need a 401k plan we're probably going to need <laughs> some sort of matching contribution to go along with Ooh, that wow, uh, vacation okay. so we, we've got some things to talk about in 2024 so uh we're ambitious so uh thanks for sticking it out yeah. with us listeners we love it and uh we're gonna make it to the playoffs sooner than later i can guarantee that I love it, boys. Uh, Merry Christmas, Matt. Merry Christmas, Jeffrey. Merry Christmas to your families. Merry Christmas to all common fans. And as always, GBR for life.